Welcome once again to Devotional. This is lesson for Monday, October 22. This is lesson number three. I'm really being touched. This is a very tender lesson, um, especially the way we closed yesterday with the idea of adoption. And now we're going to get down to some, you know, how does this being adopted affect our relationships with each other? Uh, the title of the lesson is Breaking Down Walls, and it actually highlights something that we talked about when we were studying the book of Acts. Remember when we talked about that partition that was in the temple, uh, in the Jewish temple? It's, it's separate, segregating, separating the Gentiles from the Jews, that wall of segregation. Um, that That's the wall that is being alluded to as being broken down. And it's a different kind of wall. I mean, I'm going to skip just to read to you this one sentence from Friday. It says, Christ recognized no distinction of nationality or rank or creed. The scribes and Pharisees desired to make a local and a national benefit of all the gifts of heaven. Local and national. Nationalistic, I mean, culture, ethnic culture. Um there's nothing wrong with, you know, being what you are, a Canadian, an Australian, a French, an American, Argentinian, Puerto Rican, whatever. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. The challenge is that our culture um, kind of, I think, pushes the envelope in regard, regards to being proud of your culture, being proud of your ethnicity, because inherently, I mean, we, we, the cultures itself contradict what they're trying to do. You know, we have the United Nations. But yet, within each of those nations, and I can just, this is, you know, anecdotal. I grew up in Argentina, and I mean, my culture, I grew up believing that Argentinians, we spoke the prettiest Spanish. Spanish has different accents, just like English has different accents. You can pick someone from Texas, from Louisiana, from New York. Um, same in South America. You can tell a Mexican from a, someone from Argentina, or Peru, Bolivia, uh, someone from the Caribbean. There's little nuances in the way they pronounce things or words that are used in one area and not used in the other. You know, Argentinians, we speak the best Spanish. That's how I grew up thinking. And it's wrong because I know my Mexican friends are saying, no, no, we speak the best Spanish. And then the people from Bolivia or Peru would say, what? No, you're joking. Bolivians, we have this melodic uh, tone to the, our Spanish. And then, of course, the Spaniards would step in and say, uh, Un momento, tío. Uh, you know, they, they got that lisp that for them is so beautiful. Um, for some of us, it may be like, you know, you need to correct that. It's not, it's not, it's with, a, with an S. Well, Spaniards would say, We speak the best Spanish. And actually, all of you guys speak Spanish because of us. Who's right? None of us, what we are being uh, deceived into is to accept an idea that my culture is better, my food is better, my clothes is better, because I'm African, I'm, I'm proud of my African colors. Well, you need to be careful with that, that you don't imply that other colors are less than, are inferior to. Because the idea of human pride brings with it division. Because human pride, whatever we may say with our words, what we mean with our hearts is a, a, a recipe for division, fighting, and archy. I'm just going to give two words to you, Hutus and Tutsis. If you're not very familiar, go and Google what that, what that means. They're, they're two ethnic groups. Actually, they were not even separated by color. Two individuals, two African tribes 
um, separated by their culture, their, their language, um, one seeking to completely annihilate the other. So this is not just racism. This is sin. Sin based on pride. We are better than you. We speak better than you. We eat better than you. We are superior than you. So this is the wall of partition that comes down at the cross. And you and I need to guard ourselves from that because I didn't even know that existed inside of me as an Argentinian Seventh-day Adventist until I realized that I needed to become a Seventh-day Adventist Argentinian. Now I'm a Seventh-day Adventist American. And it has to be in that order. I am a Christian before I am a culture. I am a Christian before I am any ethnic group on this planet. The cross reverses everything. And you cannot be a Italian Christian. You cannot be an American Christian. You have to be a Christian American. Because if you flip it, you will be proud of something that is passing. Just what we read. The Jewish individuals wanted to take the gifts of heaven and make them a no local and national a nation God loves every single one of the nations and at the cross I am confronted with a exchange am I willing to exchange my pride in my ethnicity my culture my language into the proud that that pride that boasts only in Christ that's what Paul says I will only boast in the cross of Jesus Christ is that what you're willing to boast in or are you willing to hold on to cultural pride I wrote something down here that I'm going to close with um, when I come to the cross, I accept Jesus. Now, there's an exchange. Now, my language, my words are not the most beautiful words. Not the word of God is the most beautiful word. Now, whatever ethnic clothing I used to wear to identify with pride, now the robe of righteousness of Jesus Christ is the robe that I boast. And, I'm, and I, I want to proclaim. I want to be known more for being a Christian than Rwandan. Australian, American, Argentinian, whatever. I want people to know me first and foremost as a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ. How else can we have a global church unless we have Christ first? So be careful with this idea that uh, cultural pride carries no risk with it. It does. Be proud of the cross. Be proud of Jesus and let everything else fade into insignificance.